Welcome back to Genuine Ground, where everything is genuine and nothing is edited. I'm Mackenzie and I'm Sarah and all are welcome. So I just got my um, eyelashes done mm-hmm. and the lady that did my eyelashes really just ripped off my fucking eyebrows. I'm still <laughs> pissed about it. Oh. I was like, today we're going to talk about toxic behaviors, and mm-hmm. that's fucking toxic. Assuming. It's Assuming. Toxic. Mm-hmm. This girl ripped off my eyebrows without my consent. Ah. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's so stressful how that situation happens. Right? Yikes. Like, she just ripped off hair off my face. No going back Without asking. That. You're stuck. <laughs> like... Who does that? Well, like, I was wondering, like, so she clearly had the wax warmed up, ready. Yeah. You know? and you I know, guess. I don't know. And you know, like, when you get your eyelashes done, you're, like, laying there. <laughs> and so your your eyes are closed. Like, I feel like that's, like, someone shaving your armpits while you're taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> like, Imagine waking up to that. <laughs> Which is, like, like, I wasn't mad. Like, they look good. But, like, you're not going to ask me. You're mm-hmm. just going to go ahead and go for it. Or like, what if you were allergic to wax or something? <laughs> like, there's so many problems with that. I don't know. She go, I waxed your eyebrow now. They need, oh, they no. bushy. Oh, no. She <laughs> rip, rip. <laughs> Always ask for consent with everything. True. Rule one. <laughs> Damn. That's true. <laughs> of Very healthy behaviors. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think that's a good thing to focus on instead <laughs> of toxic. Because, you know, it's funny because we were talking earlier. Toxic is like... It's such a huge word in our language these days. Everyone throws toxic around all the time. One I think of, it gets confusing. It does. One of my friends actually texted me because I guess him and his girlfriend were having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, all right, Mackenzie, relationship guru, whatever. <laughs> he's it. just like, what would you define as like toxic behaviors? Mm-hmm. So obviously I had my answer, but I yeah. want to ask you, what, mm-hmm. how would you define being toxic? Toxic, so okay, for toxic, I don't think that people are toxic. Okay. I think that behaviors are toxic, so I think that saying you're in a toxic relationship means that something about your characteristics, your personalities, your behaviors pull out unhealthy sides of each other that just don't match and is not good. Okay. And so I think that a toxic relationship doesn't mean that that person is toxic for everyone. It's just that match and everything. So toxic, I think, is like bringing out the worst sides of you or like the the fully triggered things and it's kind of like a blatant disregard for doing that if that makes sense like you know you're pissing this person off but you're still gonna do it and Mm. you can't stop yourself or or you just don't care so you're thinking toxic as being like intentional behaviors that like upset someone most of the time but I'm mm, not necessarily intentional always but I think of it more like, I mean, it's hard to define. It's, it's hard, hard to, to define. define. What I said when he asked me this question, and I think it's a loaded question because there's different mm-hmm. kinds of ways that you can be toxic. So yeah. I said, I would say someone is toxic in a relationship if they argue without the intent of finding a way to solve the issue. Mm-hmm. So like if someone's just fighting because they're mad, mm-hmm. but they don't really care about solving the issue, but if they just fight to fight right, to like get attention or whatever without like trying to resolve an issue. Mm-hmm. So I think that, but on the contrary, um, is someone could fight, but they could be toxic if they make something an issue that's really just 
um, a result of their own insecurity and mm-hmm. they're like projecting it. Right, right. So if they're insecure about something, mm-hmm. then they'll be like, okay, Sarah, you can't go hang out with your friends because I don't get like enough attention kind mm-hmm. of thing. Or like, right. I want you to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's you should be able to go hang out with your friends. Yeah, but the controlling part comes in. But it, I wouldn't even say controlling. I think it's just that person not feeling wanted or needed like their Mm -hmm. needs aren't being met but I think that makes them controlling which I think is a toxic behavior yeah right but I mean it's just like that I think just is a healthy way to handle that is like hey I feel like you're not giving me attention like this do you think like we could spend time together Mm -hmm. and obviously not that time when you're like hanging out with friends but just like a way like to communicate it where you're finding a resolution to the issue instead of just like complaining about it yeah yeah you know yeah that's how I defined it. It's hard. It's very hard. I think that most of the times I've seen toxic is when the other person just feels kind of like defeated and feels, mm-hmm. or one person leaves feeling bad about themselves. So a lot of times I think it goes unrecognized by the person who's bringing out these behaviors or these feelings and stuff, which sucks. But I, I think it gets swept under the rug a lot. I agree. And I think the reason why it gets swept under the rug is people don't communicate mm-hmm. or there some people like are afraid to start a fight. So then mm-hmm. they like shove, like you said, kind of like put their emotions under the rug. Yeah. Or there's someone that like really voices their opinion and feels like they, you know, needs something out of the relationship that they're right. not getting or someone explodes that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think just a healthy way is communicating, but then also being self-aware that like by you doing x y and z might make someone else feel right. x y and z you know i think that's the, the biggest factor that doesn't happen so Ugh. and just finding all like uh, i think being like in a healthy relationship comes from like someone wanting to understand more mm-hmm. yeah because you care and I think some toxic behaviors come from lack of understanding with lack of communication. Mm-hmm. I think so. That's right on the money. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like in the past I've had like girlfriends or even me or something and they're complaining to their best friends about this situation and it's, it's like sometimes I'm like, have you told them how this makes you feel and how right. this is a pattern? Like, no. And it's like, well, I, I can't do anything at the end of the day. You have to talk to your partner. So yeah, I think that's why I get swept under the rug too. Like you were saying with, communication is just not there so and then it becomes a pattern and a habit and it's really hard to fix but this also kind of reminds me too kind of like pre-dating stages Mm -hmm. of like when you like someone Mm -hmm. and you're playing like this game (laughs) with them yep and then the oftentimes I feel like it's a girl she's like I don't know if he likes me or whatever I'm like well do you tell him that you like him Mm -hmm. no like, he has to tell me first. But it's, like, if you're confident enough within yourself, like, you can say those things. And then that's you communicating to, quote, unquote, shoot your shot, like we always yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's funny that you say the relationship timing and everything. Because, you know, there's always that point where it's, like, oh, it's been too soon. I can't let my crazy out yet. <laughs> Girls always yeah. say that. That just makes me think of that. Oh, that's funny. Letting all the things out there. It was funny. On my first date with my current boyfriend, I don't really remember this because I was a few mimosas in, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) I was just like, yeah, I have a podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of crazy. Like, I Mm -hmm. I guess I was just like letting loose and being like, this is me. Yeah. And um, 
I guess he told me he had like called his sister after our date. He was just like, yeah, she said this, this, and this. And then she goes, wow, like she's got confidence or whatever. And so I don't know. I kept the interest apparently. Yeah. But it's just like be true to yourself, I guess, because that's when people are going to like you for you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was a very different approach than he's ever seen. So like, hell yeah. Fuck. I'm still learning how to communicate. We all are. Oh, we're going to keep learning for the rest of our lives. This is why we're in therapy. Yep. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> but yeah. So, okay. So I feel like it's time for some examples. Okay. I think that that always helps. Sure. Put things in perspective. Like what yeah. are, what are like red flags, toxic yeah. behavior kind of things? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Do you have some? Uh, yeah. So I would say a red flag for me would be like a violation of a boundary. So, for example, you don't always have to say that you've got boundaries, but in, mm-hmm. in your head, you have mental boundaries. Yeah. Right? So, if there's things that are important to you, you have to, like, express, like, that it's important to you. And mm-hmm. if someone, like, let's say, crosses that boundary, that could mm-hmm. be, like, a red flag because it almost shows that they just disrespect you. Right. I don't know. That's what I think. I think so, too. Especially if it's been communicated. I think it's, yeah, your responsibility to communicate it. But, yeah, it just, it, it makes you feel like that other person is selfish, so it, it sucks. What do you think are, like, good boundaries to have? I mean, obviously, everyone's different. <sighs> yeah, good boundaries, I think, are going to be the things that make you sane, make you tick, and that you don't want to give up just because you're super excited to be with someone. So I mm. think it's the things, like... Say for your mental health, you need to go to the gym like three times a week. And when you start slacking on that because you're excited to hang out with someone, I think that's a good boundary to have that like, no, I need my time to focus on me because at the end of the day, that'll make me better for this relationship between us. So I think it's those kind of things where once you start to let them slip, you start to let yourself go. So I think those are really good boundaries to hold steady. Yeah, I agree. But it's hard. Try to do so. Oh, for sure. What do you think is like another red flag? Another red flag? Oh, so many red flags. Um, I think inconsistent behavior is probably one of my big, Ooh, big red flags. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. It makes me think of like, um, what I always try to think of is like, do their words match their behaviors? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's like a good sign for me. Mm-hmm. It helps you keep it in perspective and... Take a step back, I think, to look at it like that. Because someone could be like, oh my gosh, like I want to hang out with you. I want to spend time with you. And it's like, oh, they're busy and they don't make time for you. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay. You know, Mm -hmm. that's inconsistent. Or on the other hand, consistent behavior is that, like, for example, only hanging out when their buddies aren't around kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I think it could go both ways where it depends on how they're treating you kind of thing. And it really shows you a lot about how they value you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of mine. I think another red flag is um, lack of trust. Mm -hmm. Just seeing like the sense of like, if you feel the need to like, if you feel like you have to go check your significant other's phone, Mm -hmm. you should just like break up with that person, honestly. Because a lot of times the reason that you feel that way is because something's made you feel that way. There's been something creeping up. Mm -hmm. Creeping, I can see you (laughs) through my shadows. (laughs) 
I don't know, but that's what I would say. Just because I've been in relationships like that, and oftentimes your gut's always right. Yeah, the female intuition is something else too. So I think that that's um, something that's another big big yeah that's big red flag. Trust is everything. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think another one would be double standards. I actually really like thinking about that one because. It's so important to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And I think that, you know, I think the world's getting better. I think it's getting more adjustable, but there's so many double standards. Right. And I'm trying to think. There's some that came across my mind the other day. Like, I can hang out with my friends, but you can't go hang out with yours. Yeah. Or it's like <laughs> girls' night versus guys' night kind of thing. It's like girls' night, they get worried, like, what are you wearing? Blah, 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 blah. Guys' night, no one cares that you wear a guys' night. Like, <laughs> no one gives a shit. So that's one of them that I see all the time. I'm like, that's not fair. <laughs> I hate this. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, I would also say like someone that, <sighs> I don't know, there's a few things. Kind of like uneven power dynamic. Mm-hmm. I like, I like, like think of someone that, this makes me think of, I mean, everyone's going to have their own opinion on this too, but like in a relationship, typically there's one person that makes more money mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's all fine and dandy. That's where, how they work for it. Right. And it, I, I kind of can see this playing through of, you know, who covers more, who does more financially for the relationship can mm-hmm. kind of, um, can be an argument. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's like if someone's, doing more things like financially or whatever Mm -hmm. um then I think people can show their love in other ways too to kind of like make up for it right but also kind of going along with this is I feel like growing up I was always taught by my dad that like never to be financially dependent on a guy Mm -hmm. or whatever so Mm -hmm. like naturally I always want everything to be equal yeah like if I feel like my boyfriend's paying for too much, like I just want to pay more bills. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I overcompensate mm-hmm. just to show that like Your we're equals. Yeah. Yeah. We're equals. And then two, it's almost like I never like to feel in debt to someone, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't hold your own. When I feel like sometimes I should just appreciate the kind gesture and mm-hmm. take it for like, oh, he's treating me like that's nice. I don't feel like I have to compensate for it. Something like that, yeah. I think is just something to be conscious of. It is. It's hard because it, like you're saying, it is a partnership, and at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that's good. And if you're building a future together, of course, you want it to be equal. But yeah, it, we can get caught in our own heads and be pretty stubborn about it. I think sometimes. Right, but if someone's just like, "Well, I pay for this, and you mm-hmm. don't do that," like, I mean, holding things over people's head. I yeah. think that's a red flag. Yeah, because um, what was that show called? Um, the one on YouTube couple with the therapist. Yes, thank you. Yeah, there is one couple on there like that. And she, they were saying pretty much that one of the partners had to pretty much do all the cleaning and stuff. And even though they worked the same hours because one of them made more money, she felt like she didn't have to come home and do those like munate mm. or whatever chores and stuff. And so that was a lot of resentment built. And I feel like that was a big power dynamic that was uneven Yeah, based on money. Which sucks, but... I feel like the power dynamics really typically come down to money. Mm-hmm. Or, Unfortunately. 
Or like I would say like almost even like status and work. Like if you have someone in the relationship that's like an associate versus a senior vice president. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, stuff like that. Yeah. Or even like an age power dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think those are all things that we're just taught naturally growing up, so it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. But you gotta it's check like yourself. autopilot in our bl- brains. That's mm-hmm. just like what we think of instead of like yeah realizing that you know people are equals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's got their different priorities and stuff, so that's a good one. I do like that one. Um, let's think what else. So one that I think, <laughs> this is hard, but it's one of those that you have to realize is I think whenever you just don't have the same core belief system and values, and mm-hmm. you try so hard to make it work, it's like forcing a puzzle to work, and it's just everybody knows but y'all kind of thing. It's just not going to work. Yeah, I would say... And I feel like that's how a lot of relationships actually start is everyone's like, oh, we see the same thing that we Mm -hmm. see the same way on these things, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. And that's why people typically like their partners. Um, Obviously, it's normal to have differences, Mm -hmm. but it's just understanding those differences and being able to accept those differences. Mm -hmm. So I guess just like kind of deciding what that is. Yeah. And we've all got our own non-negotiables. You have to know that before, or at least have some kind of idea of what yours are before involving with someone else. So, you know, what's going to work and what's not. And don't pretend like it's all just going to fix itself. You know, it's like if things aren't working in the honeymoon stage, it's it's going to be really hard. So, yeah, just being realistic about that and knowing that compatibility is a thing. Yeah, so I'm looking off this list here from um, an Instagram account called Millennial Therapist, and it's mm-hmm. saying relationship red flags. And I'm reading these, and I can definitely see like some that resonate with me more than others. Mm-hmm. For example, one of them says lack of space to be our authentic selves. Like mm-hmm. we said, it's always important to have time for yourself. Yeah, your boundaries kicking in. Um, diverse goals for the relationship. I would argue that I don't think that's a red flag. I think that's just like combat compatibility. I'm wondering what exactly they're meaning by that. Diverse goals for relationship. Does that mean like just it's not on the same page kind of thing? Or Diverse what do you think goals I, for the relationship. I mean, the way that I would, it? I would, if I'm picturing like a relationship, mm-hmm. I would say like, someone that wants to get married and have kids and someone that doesn't care doesn't want to get married doesn't want kids that kind of thing okay or it's like there's needs that someone wants or needs and wants that Mm -hmm. someone has and the other doesn't match diverse okay that's how i would take it Mm -hmm. yeah that word diversity when paired with goals is really interesting to me because people have like family goals yeah 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 that's kind of, I think that goes with the values and beliefs and everything and being honest about it. But I also think people have like timelines for goals. So someone could be like, I want to be married by mm-hmm. so-and-so set age, or we're yeah. going to be married in five years. And someone could be like, whoa, I'm not getting married for another 10. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty common. I don't and know. Let's see what else. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think those are some good red flags. I think that, yeah, red flags really overlap with toxic behaviors, but. (sighs) Have you had, like, really, looking back at your relationships in the past, can you think of, like, specific toxic behaviors that you would point out? I mean, Mm -hmm. I can think of some for myself. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking how to best describe them. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that one of the biggest, <laughs> um, one of the biggest ones, oh God, there are so many. <laughs> <laughs> one of the biggest ones was like someone that has just always had to be right. And I knew at the end of the day, he wasn't going to listen to me kind of thing. And that was just his ego taking over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking back, obviously ego is a huge red flag if it's unwilling to move at all. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. You're never going to change that person. Yeah, so I think ego and refusing to be open-minded enough to listen to your partner is huge. See, and I I think the way that I view that is if I were to get in an argument, for me, it's not about being right. Mm -hmm. I think the important part is finding a way to resolve the issue. Or, like, let's say you tell me you feel some certain way, Mm -hmm. and I might... If I disregard my your feeling, that's toxic. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just like trying to understand and you're trying to argue why you feel that way, me just listening and validating and be like, oh, mm-hmm. I see why I might have made you feel that way. Right. And like at least coming to an understanding and trying to solve the issue instead of being like, you know what, Sarah, you're fucking absurd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just a different way to handle it. Yeah. And it really depends on everybody's values too because like we're saying in our one of our last episodes was apologies and stuff and for me mm-hmm. apologies are very important because I need someone to understand and acknowledge and understand where I'm coming from and so yes yeah, so that for me was a huge toxic behavior mm-hmm. um what are yours I think just like I mean I've I've talked about my past toxic ass <laughs> relationship um living with someone but I think like Sometimes you get really petty in a relationship, mm-hmm. like especially if you hold resentment against your partner. Yeah. You can hold resentment and be so upset with them that you just do things to want to piss them off. Mm-hmm. And that's so toxic. To like wanting a reaction. Yeah, like I'm going to do this because I know it's going to piss them off. Mm-hmm. And like it's almost like it's just fun for you because mm-hmm. you're like... It's a game. But at the, at the end of the day, it's like you don't even fucking care about that person. You just care about getting a rise out of that person. Right. It's very internal. And the drama that comes with their relationship, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Just because like you you do get intimate with that person yeah. and then it's just becoming like a fucking fighting match. <laughs> like... I, I remember, like, instead of doing something because it bothered me, mm-hmm. for example, like, let's say there was dishes in the sink and it, it bothered me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would just wait forever mm-hmm. until he did it. And I, <laughs> I just, like, I didn't care. Let like, it pile up. Let it pile up. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Instead of, like, talking about it and mm-hmm. being like, hey, like, I'd really appreciate it if you actually, yeah. like, you know, whatever. And maybe I did have those conversations in the past and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. But then that's me feeling disrespected because I explain it, right. but it's, I remember we had this conversation in one of my last relationships and he was just like, he's like, I do do it. I just don't do it in the time span that you want. <laughs> it was like, so, so you know my time so span. So I'm huh? like, okay, so I, is this why I just need to communicate my time span of when I want you to clean the dishes? Do we need a deadline? Yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that. So it's like even just communicating things mm-hmm. like that because you also have to realize like in relationships, people come from different families mm-hmm. and their normal is different than your no- your normal. Mm-hmm. I think the two biggest ways to find this out in life are one with roommates and two with relationships. You just really see how people were raised differently. 
And you might think someone, someone could say something and you'd be like, you're absolutely crazy. Like that's not right. And it's not that it's like not right. It's just that so different. someone <laughs> was raised differently. They have mm-hmm. different parents, different normals. And then mm-hmm. I think that's why living together is so <laughs> difficult for couples and roommates even is because like, yeah. You have two completely stranger families mm-hmm. with two different ways of doing things, and you shove them in a place together, and you're like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, because my brother moved in with me for a little bit last year, and we had some moments where we were like, I'm just so glad that we were raised by the same person kind of thing, yeah. because whatever things that we didn't even have to argue about, we're like, yeah, this goes in this drawer in the refrigerator, obviously, duh. Like, of course, <laughs> that makes sense, and we just got it. And we're like, it's kind of nice to be around someone who understands and views the same way you do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, that's like the biggest learning factor, I think. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's hard. <laughs> but yeah, especially if, if resentment's involved, that's tough. It's so hard to be happy every day. Yeah. And like, not to say relationships aren't hard. And like, that's the thing that you brought up in the beginning when mm-hmm. we were first talking about this. They're toxic behaviors. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean the person is actually toxic, Mm -hmm. but it's the toxic behaviors that if they're not corrected can make a toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. And I guess someone could be quote unquote like toxic for someone's mental health if it's just, if it's constantly draining to talk to that person or something like that. Like if you consistently leave feeling worse about who you are. Yeah. Yep. And that could be a friendship, that could be a relationship, that could be with the coworker, it, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I think self-awareness is one of the biggest things, especially, okay, so what if you notice a toxic behavior that's being displayed between you and like, um, and your, your partner? Do you feel like, like it's... I, I do the toxic behavior? Or like, not necessarily, but you feel like something's being done to you. Oh, so I feel like someone's doing something. You're starting to notice. Like, you know what? I think this is a toxic behavior. Um, do you have, like, an example? Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking... I'm thinking... Um, or just, like, an argument? Or maybe... I, what I'm thinking is, like... Okay, so say you start having the same argument. Yep. Over and over okay. and over again. And you're starting to realize, like, are starting to feel like it's toxic. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What's the first step? Well, I think the first thing I would say is look at what can you control in this situation. Mm-hmm. You can control how you communicate. You can control whether you have expectations. You can control what you do, right? You right. can't control the other person. But let's say someone, let's say someone, like, gets really heated every time you do something mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I think, yeah, coming to maybe approach the situation differently. Mm-hmm. Because if you are currently stuck in the same cycle of this is what happens and this is what happens, and then what the important part is that you want to try to break the cycle. Right. You actually are trying, like, what makes it not toxic is trying to find a resolution mm-hmm a common ground to that issue. Mm-hmm. So if we're fighting over the same things weeks and weeks and weeks, it's going to get tiring. People are going to have resentment. It's That's toxic. Mm-hmm. But how to make it healthier is breaking that cycle. Right. So maybe approach it differently or approaching it in, um, in a way of 
wanting to understand and kindness and mm-hmm. say like whatever something happens or whatever whatever the situation is being like okay can I understand why this makes you upset mm-hmm. because I don't understand why you're upset mm-hmm. can you explain that to me and they might not even really know yeah at that, first a lot of people react and they don't know where it's coming from but a lot of times people react and they appear angry or frustrated mm-hmm. um are you familiar with like the the anger iceberg no. like that visual I don't think so. Okay, so basically there's this like, I think it's the Gottman theory or something, some psychology theory, Mm -hmm. but it's basically, think of an iceberg. Mm -hmm. An iceberg is like really deeply rooted. Right. So, but you see the top of the iceberg above the water. Mm -hmm. So think of the top of the iceberg of what you actually see as anger and frustration. Mm -hmm. Typically someone's angry and frustrated because of an underlying issue. Mm -hmm. So if you look under the iceberg, there's a bunch bunch of different things of why someone might be angry. Mm -hmm. Are they angry because they feel disrespected? Are they angry because you triggered an insecurity within them? Are you angry? Hold on. My mom literally, we were literally talking about this the Mm. other day. That's why I'm thinking (laughs) about it. So nice having a mom as a therapist when you have a podcast. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, but basically, yeah, someone could feel embarrassed, scared. Mm-hmm. Someone could feel guilty. Someone could feel trauma from a past um, right. situation. Someone mm-hmm. could feel worried. They could feel anxious. They could feel, you know, envious of someone else. So there's always typically like an underlying issue of why someone comes off angry. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's interesting to know what's why that person is triggered what exactly it is yeah and i feel like when you gain that like a better sense of understanding Mm -hmm. then there isn't much to argue about anymore Mm -hmm. it helps your mental health a lot too when you realize it's not on you it's 100 percent on this person and it helps you see the world better too i think when you're like they're not getting mad at me they're mad about something else and just taking it out on me yeah and it helps make you not take it so personally I agree. And a lot of times the way someone treats you is really a reflection of how they see themselves. Right. I 100% agree. Which is hard to think about in the moment because when you're you're (laughs) heated, when you're heated Mm -hmm. or you don't understand why someone's mad at you and you're frustrated, it's typically because, you know, some, some underlying issue. If you know, it's not your fault. And if you know that there was nothing that you can control in the situation, Mm -hmm then you should probably be fine. And mm-hmm. then you won't, you know, be in an argument or, you know, whatever. But yeah. typically it's one person not knowing <laughs> why they're so yeah. upset. Or maybe they do know. And yeah. maybe it's just the lack of understanding of the other person. It makes me think of like talking to a toddler and it's like, why are you mad? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> they're just upset. <laughs> I don't know. And they just stop around. And it's like, are you hungry? <laughs> Is that our problem? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think a lot of people have a lot of self-exploration to do. That's included. But yeah, getting to the root of it is everything. I feel like we do that a lot. We try, I think, and like bounce Ideas. situations off each other and be like, let's think about what could be going on here. And I think it's it's good to help it from getting too like close to home where it's like we're snapping or anything. And just getting perspectives and things of, you know, they could be feeling this way, so... And that's why I think it's important to have friends almost as like, yes, having your friend, but maybe one of your best friends is like an accountability partner in a sense, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. whether it's relationships or other friendships. I mean, Sarah and I, we do this all the time where mm-hmm. it's like, 
maybe one of us gets mad about something and then we talk it through with the other person and be like, okay, but like, think about it this way, think about it this way, getting into fresh perspective or having someone sit with you and be like, okay, why, why are you so upset? Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely had some of those moments. And it's good. It's a good reflection because sometimes it's hard to do that to yourself. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. So get some good people in your life. And the yeah. more good people you have in your life, the easier it is to weed out people who bring out toxic sides, I think. And just communicate. And honestly, the more you communicate and the more you talk about things, the better you are at talking about things. So mm-hmm. like, if you talk about something and it doesn't come across the right way, mm-hmm. the more you try to explain or understand how you feel and put it into words, mm-hmm. the better you're going to get a, at communicating yeah. where it's yeah. not going to happen as much in the future. Yeah. It's like, you know, in growing up and stuff, how we used to have to give speeches all the time. And the only way to get better at a speech is by just giving speeches, right? And not get stage fright and everything. Same thing. You have to intentionally practice things and work on it as a skill. We're still learning. And sometimes, like, we we witness behaviors from our parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our parents aren't perfect either. Yeah. So. Just knowing, like, it does, like, you do have to be conscious of your decisions to, like, be in a healthy relationship, (laughs) too. You know, like, it's so easy to be kind and to be nice, Mm -hmm. but it's hard when you're mad and, you know, you get kind of, like, off your track. You're stressed (laughs) or you have all these factors that are working against you. So just kind of, like, breathe, Mm -hmm. take a deep breath in, and then see, like, think about the person that you want to be and, like... You know, that yeah. kind of thing. And maybe take time if you're heated in a situation before yeah. coming back to it and finding, like, a better way to go about it. Yeah, I feel like that's one lesson I hope we've all learned during this past year is just take some time for yourself. We all need it. Yes, we do. All right. Well, we hope, we've, we hope you guys found this helpful, mm-hmm. um, just kind of, like, talking through it because we felt like it was very relatable. Yeah, it can be hard to define, but we got it. But let us know how you define toxic behaviors mm-hmm. because we'd like to know. Very fun. All right, have a good week. Hey.